Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready? Welcome to PWR Reaction with Matthew Thomas and the man they call Meathead. And be part of the show by calling 877-317-9772. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to PWR Reaction. Late night tonight, 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central, along with Matthew Thomas, the man they call me dead. Uh, Matthew, uh, we are at 32 minutes of overrun tonight. Answer this very this quick, is... easy question. Huh? Was it worth it? I think so. I, I think so. I think, in my opinion, we finished with what I believe to be the best Hell in a Cell match of this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view era, era, since they've been having these specific October pay-per-views where you know you're going to Hell in a Cell, I think this final match delivered the best one we've seen in this series of pay-per-views. Okay. So if you want to interact and react with us, one 877 or 347-996-5278. Again, man the call me dead, Matthew Thomas. We'll start at the top, work our way back to the beginning, and make it to the top again. Hell in a Cell is now over. On a stretcher, Shane McMahon <coughs> walking in the arms of his best friend. No, not Chris Jericho. Sammy Zane. And, again, we'll get into the analysis of the match in just a little bit, but you want to talk about something that had to be a very smoothly oiled machine to not cause any issues. It was two seconds, Matthew. From the moment he leapt to hit, I counted two seconds. Not two full seconds either. One, two. Zane had to be there, ready, go. Amazing stuff. So, Sammy Zane pulls Kevin Owens out of the way as Shane McMahon jumps from the top of the cell through the announce table. The evening is over. So the best in the pay-per-view era, huh? Best in the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view era. Well, we're going to break down now best match or best pay-per-view. No, no, best best Hell in a Cell match since they've been having okay. the grand pay-per-views. And I'm not saying this is the best Hell in a Cell match of all time, but since we've gotten these October pay-per-views that nine times out of ten seem a little bit forced and you've got feuds that otherwise wouldn't be in a cell are in a cell, I think tonight, uh, to me, honestly, watching those two guys up there on top of the cage, it was a throwback to a bygone era where you just didn't know what was going to happen. Fair enough. Let's start off the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We're going to skip over the pre-show today. Let's start off the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view era with the other Hell in a Cell match, and that's kind of why I wanted to go this route. It was the tag team titles, and I'm going to use your words and then ask you about the match. Matches that kind of seemed forced that would be shoved into a Hell in a Cell because it was the pay-per-view. This one did not seem like that either. It was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos, the challengers, New Day, the champions, your winner, and new tag team champions, the Usos. Matthew, I absolutely loved the way they used the kendos as little mini lockers, as little mini restraints in the cage. I thought it was a new way to use the cage. 
Absolutely, and that was the comment to uh, several people I talked to tonight during the course of this pay-per-view who was just impressed by, I don't necessarily want to say the novelty of it, but just the cage being used in such a certain way and being a much different visual. You're not used to seeing four guys in there at one time. And the last tag team match, and I could very well be wrong here, but the last thing that comes to mind as far as a tag match in the cell was Shane and Vince going up against it was, I believe, the big show and the Spirit Squad was involved, but that that uh, that deal back over a decade ago. But to see two really solid tag teams in that structure, it really opened up to a lot of other things that you would not otherwise see. And, uh, yeah, I think that the use of my concern early on was there was going to be a little too much comedy in there. But New Day, about halfway through that match, they shifted to another gear and we had serious, violent, dangerous New Day that we don't see a lot of. And from that point on, this match was extremely solid, and you got to give WWE credit for opening with that, closing with the other, getting enough separation between your two gimmick matches, and making those two matches feel completely different from each other. I don't feel like the first match I watched was anywhere close to the second match I watched, or the final Hell in a Cell I watched tonight. Fair enough. Winners and new tag team champions, the Usos. Um, Randy Orton against Rusev. Now, I do watch SmackDown. I'm a broadcast journalist, but I just have no interest in this at all, and this just feels like filler to me. Um, yeah. uh, Aiden English singing, you know, serenading Rusev on SmackDown was just creepy to me. Um do you have any interest in how this match went? I mean, because he was singing, It's your day, you hairy beast. Something along those lines. You're wondering a match, Randy Orton. Thoughts? And see, that's that's what I enjoyed the most out of this whole deal. Otherwise, it fell flat. Uh, Rusev, he's kind of teetered between serious, big, imposing, dangerous Rusev and comedy Rusev. And I think now we're a little bit more towards comedy Rusev. Just here's my deal with Orton. I think that he has become the man with, uh, you know, you criticize Cena for having five moves of doom. He's the guy with the one signature move. And not to say that's his repertoire, but that's what he has become known as. It was one thing when you saw the the gifs or whatever of him, RKO in a shark or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Randy Orton and the frickin' RKO out of nowhere, I just I feel like that's all people are watching his matches for other than that. Man, Orton's just one of those characters that if he's not put in the if he's not put in the pot with the right recipe, he becomes very bland and very stale. And they've just been riding this Orton RKO train way too long. So yeah, unfortunately you've got two people that this seems like the feud where we don't have anything for this guy, we don't have anything for this guy, so let's put them together. And, uh, yeah, Orton, you just got to keep stuff simmering uh, more than, than what you got now. Or that's, that's, I'm, I'm through with my Randy Orton cooking uh, analogies. <laughs> Triple threat for the WWE United States title, Ty Dillinger, Baron Corbin, AJ Styles. This match always felt to me like AJ was going to drop it. Would it be Ty mm-hmm. Dillinger or would it be Baron Corbin? And then Baron Corbin maybe going on, taking on Ty Dillinger. Well, I was partially right. Your winner and new champion, Baron Corbin. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let's give Baron Corbin something to do, something to wear, and something to brag about. Go. 
Thought it was a nice move. AJ Styles doesn't need a belt. It's too early for Ty Dillinger. Corbin and works great for him, especially the way he won it. Uh, glad to see that he could lose the briefcase, but also uh, you know pick some momentum back up tonight. So I think it was a very very wise move. SmackDown Women's Title Match: Charlotte Flair and Natalia. Um, Natalia, being the crazy cat lady, got a, a crazy DQ loss tonight, but still the champion. Your winner by DQ, Charlotte Flair. And this finish was the way it was with her not winning the title tonight. My speculation is so she can win the title next month at Starcade in Greensboro. Oh yeah, come on, that seems that seems just written on a the wall there. <clears throat> Matthew, I know you were excited about the return of the Fashion Files with Brazongo, the Ascension in disguise. They also made an appearance. They were listed in the credits tonight. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. This was exactly why I watched the pay per view. <laughs> Um, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura in the WWE title match against the champion Jinder Mahal. And again, I had no no reservations about, uh, or no reservations or no even, you know, uh, pipe dreams that Shinsuke Nakamura would win the belt tonight. Your winner in Jinder Mahal heel fashion is Jinder Mahal. Uh, I Next. I want you to be champion, but yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, Shinsuke, I, you're gone on me. I don't know where you go with Shinsuke after this. Um, Gender, I've enjoyed his run, but I have not enjoyed his matches with with Shinsuke. And uh, Damien and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show when uh, you were too busy with your auto tune lessons there. But uh, I, I just, man, I think that the the ship is starting to sail on, on Shinsuke unless they do something drastic. I just don't think there's that, that interest there. And watching this program has just been tough. And watching a main event program with Shinsuke, honestly, because of the language barrier and because of the lack of uh, what they can really do to build interest in this program with the current concept they've got with Shinsuke talking for himself, not having a nice piece, you, just, you are very limited with what you can to build yep. up an actual food, uh, an actual feud, so they've got to go back to the uh, the drawing board here. A unannounced but announced but unannounced match: Bobby Roode, the glorious one, taking on Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler had been telling everybody all week long about how glorious his entrance was going to be at the pay per view, and he went Batista style and had just a light follow him with no music, no lights, no song. <sighs> but. I tell you what, even though Bobby Roode is supposed to be, uh, I, I thought Bobby Roode was a heel, to be honest with you. And he wrestled Ziggler tonight, and Ziggler hits the zigzag after Bobby Roode hits the one, two, three, while they do this rolling uh, thing on the mat where they're pulling on each other's underwear. Um, I, I like Dolph Ziggler being the heel and hitting his finisher afterwards, all pissed off, and Bobby just saying, you know, what the heck happened. But uh, your thoughts on the match? They did business as best they could. Ziggler, I think this is a really good relaunching point for him. I've enjoyed him a lot as a heel. He doesn't come across as just the cheesy Dolph Ziggler. It's amazing how much that guy can be on as a heel when given the right opportunity. So you had to be careful with this one. I mean, you, you want to push Rude. He's new in the company. You want to make him look good. But at the same time, this whole reboot of Ziggler is for nothing if the guy's just in there getting beat, jobbing out. So I think it was a good, quick finish with Ziggler, uh, you know, getting his heat back after the match. So I think they did business the best way they could here. Back to the main event. Again, I during the replays, 
I had to count. How long was it before, you know, Shane made the move to, you know, he would actually hit some sort of body part at the table, and it was two seconds. Matthew, that had to be a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Sammy's sitting there. I'm go. Probably Kevin yelling up, I'm a go. Probably the referees yelling, we're all a go. Shane doing the, you know, blessing himself, you know. Uh, name of the Father, Son, you know. Okay, ready. Three, two, grab his arms. And that's the only, it's wrestling, and we want people to say it. That's the only thing that will take away from your, you have to, just, you know, suspend this part. Kevin sticks his arms out to get pulled out. But so what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just get rid of that, you know, second and a half of him yeah. putting his arms up. Because the second he was clear, he collapsed on top of Sammy. That's the way it should have been. Yeah, yeah. But it was so yeah. fast, people weren't paying attention. That's okay. I mean, we're analyzing and scrutinizing and what have you. But uh, I absolutely, again, loved the up and down. And, you know, I used to piss and moan about the little holes in the cage. I know they're there for them to climb, but I just wish I could forget they're there because it takes away from me. I'm like, wait, those are the climbing spots. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, they are where they are. You know, in TNA, when they do the cages, they have the camera holes that are literally yeah. the size of a head. Those bother yeah. me. But at the very least, these climbing holes are kind of inconspicuous as much as they could be. Uh, Shane McMahon needs to learn how to use a set of bolt cutters. That bothered me just just a little bit. And 32-minute uh, overrun. Do we need to go that long? Uh, no, but it's the network era, and you've got the leeway, so I just I don't think it's as big of a concern. You think and, that increased you know, something... our excitement because we knew we were in overtime because yeah. we knew it was exciting. Do you think that increased for, it? For this match, I think it did. If it, if it had been an overrun for uh, Gender and Nakamura, no. But something oh. like this, and, and again, I want to go back to um, this was probably as much action on top of the cage as I remember seeing since maybe uh, Triple H Foley back uh, um, in the early two thousands. Yeah, there, there was a lot of flaming lot two by of, four. Yep, there's a lot of spots on the top of the cage tonight, and uh, yeah, just I mean, I was concerned for a great deal of it because after you know they didn't go just the normal spot off the cage, and you knew you felt like something was going to happen off the top of the cage. I was hoping they weren't going to try to replicate the Taker Foley spot because I just somebody getting thrown off the cage. Other than that, I mean, it's just too too dangerous of a spot. So I think they did as good a job on keeping the suspense up on top of that cage and protecting everybody with the two table spots we got it as they as they could have. I mean it was a, a very good balancing act because you you wanna you wanna keep people on the edge of their seat but you want to protect everybody. So I think they did as good a job with that as, as they could have. And yeah, I mean give both of these guys all, all the credit in the world. I thought it was a fantastic match. And the, the finish, I let me get back to Zane, give WWE the credit for giving a finish that nobody saw coming. A very rarely do we get just completely surprised by uh, a finish? And to me, this was one of them. I didn't expect, I hadn't thought about Sami Zayn the entire night. Um, I had basically blocked it out of my mind that Sami Zayn would get involved in a main event storyline just because other than just the mid-card match here and there, since he's been on the main roster, that hasn't been a Sami Zayn spot. So kudos to WWE for surprising us and using this main event to uh, apparently propel a mid-card talent into a top spot. You know what? Do you watch the show Adam Ruins Everything? Have you ever seen it? 
No, no. Sami Zayn's character over the last you know year has been like Adam ruins everything. The guy goes, well, technically it's this way and this way. You guys are wrong. You're following the wrong path. This blows that out of the water. Hopefully makes Sammy heal, and maybe bumps him up to the top or third, you know, top third of the card, back where he, you know, can do a lot of great work. Because I mean, even though he might not be the one who goes over, the top guys need you know people to work with and get great matches out of. So, absolutely excited. I love the pay per view. Absolutely loved it. Um, it was entertaining. I just didn't like the overrun. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here going, I'd like to go, I'd like to go, I'd like to go. But other than that, I thought it was a great show. We'll take a quick call before we go off the air here. Let's go 910. Name and where are you calling from? Joe from Raleigh. How are you all tonight? Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, I also thought it was a great pay-per-view. Uh, I-, I thought the final match, you knew what kind of match we were going to get, and it was still good. Thumbs down to one of Shane's kids for, for not uh, – Holding case eight when Kevin Owens is beating Come him on, up. Man, I saw it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we don't need that. But uh, it, it was a great match. Bobby Roode has to be heel. I love Bobby Roode. I love his character, but that's a heel character. That's a bad guy. That's a guy, you know, that, that because of his arrogance, because of the song, because of everything about him, right. is just a. He needs to be a heel. But tonight, overall, I thought it was a complete. I love the pay per view. Don't get me wrong. But I thought it was a middle finger <clears throat> to the audience and to the people you cheer for. Almost every single bad guy, with the exception of Bobby Roode, is totally uh, got beat tonight or got screwed tonight in some fashion and didn't win the title. But once again, I thought it was a great pay-per-view. Sometimes you got to do that. And Dolph Ziggler, you know, my final comment, what a professional. You know, I, every website is reporting, you know, he's on his way out. But it was a hell of a match with Bobby Roode, who I think should eventually, you know, become champion. But Nakamura, like y'all said, he has to have a mouthpiece because the uh, English language barrier, unless you're going to make him a badass like Brock Lesnar, you can't have him talk. He's not ready for that. But, you know, all the time we hear, hey, how come big guys can't learn how to wrestle like Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash? Well, how come guys that can't talk, you know, can't learn to talk? You would think as much money as he makes, WWE would make it a prime goal to make him become a better talker. You, you would think there could be ways they could accomplish that. Well, they could have it Funaki style and just have him go, indeed, but then it becomes a huge joke. Yeah, or he could just be become a badass. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, you got to step up to the plate, like your boy Aaron Rodgers today. You know, if, oh, if you're a man, badass. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're a badass, be a badass. And AJ Styles, I don't think that was a big loss because every single champion from Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Triple H, The Rock, they all lose the Intercontinental title before they take that big stage to the world title, which I think you know he's going to be involved with, as I think John Cena is going to be involved with. I think John Cena beats Jinder Mahal at Royal Rumble, and then AJ Styles beats John Cena for the title at WrestleMania. And officially passes the torch, not to Roman Reigns, but to AJ Styles. <laughs> Possibly. All right, Joe, we're going to move on. Thanks for calling in and thanks for sharing. Uh, Matthew, we've got more wrestling talk coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we are doing more Nitro. Nitro Reaction will be live 11 Eastern, 10 Central. Make sure you're tuning in right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the PWR Network, and don't forget Wednesday, PWR Primetime. We've got 
Damian Nelson, David Hero. It's, it's literally like Infinity War. I mean, literally all of our stars will be there. Damian Nelson, David Hero. Uh, we've got Matthew Thomas, the man they call me dead, Al Snow, Robbie E., ODB. Oh, my God. I, I get winded saying all those names, Matthew. We have so many. See, you said you said Infinity War was your uh, analogy. See, mine to me, it's it's almost like the the Brady Variety Hour. Ooh, that'd be nice. I'd like the Brady Variety Hour. A lot of costume changes, a lot of singing, and a lot of dancing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I could do costume changes. All right, so for Matthew Thomas, <laughs> the man that called me. That, yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> I'm the man that called me. That. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you tomorrow night. So long, everyone. Thanks for joining us for PWR Reaction. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast right here on iTunes so you never miss an episode. You can also download new episodes online at PWRshow.com where you can also find podcasts from me, Gene Okerlund, and Al Snow along with the best pro wrestling coverage in the world today from Damian Nelson and David Harrow. Until next time, this is PWR Reaction Podcast signing off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.